Rocking chair, chair sessions. sessions. With Elisa Di Batista, Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to RCS Rocking Chair Sessions, Volume 111, with artist Eric Hunter. Welcome, Derek. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming down all the way from Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Torrential rain. And Accidents, of course. Oh. So 995, why and, not? And Mercury retrograde. It's always expected, <laughs> right? I just saw that yesterday that it started, and I was like, oh, God, this is making. Didn't it just go by? Yes. What happens it's with Mercury two times this a year? year? Just to remind you of, oh. you know. The universe. Oh, yes. Is Always. that the planet that was downgraded? <laughs> I think retrograde is in Leo, so watch out. It's probably is he just like the planet? It's just like, you know, you just demoted me, but I'm going to show you who's the boss here. I'm going to mess up everything. Oh, yeah, goodness. totally. We also have a hurricane coming along, right? Is there a, or a, a subtropical depression oh, wait, in already, the West already, Coast? Huh? Why not? Oh, I saw there was a storm, but it was like going towards like the Polynesian Islands, like it was on the Pacific Ocean, and I was like, oh, we don't have to worry about that one, but I didn't know there was one coming towards us. That was coming from north on the west coast. I was Which like, is great. What? I mean, that's is fine. That good? It's, it's not near us. I'm good with oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, well, before we started, I asked you how to pronounce your last name, and you said it's normally pronounced Hunter, which is great, but yes. then you mentioned something about your background, and that kind of tickled me because Maria has somewhat of a similar background. Can you share with us? Well, that's it was a partial background, but yes, my, my, my mother's side, her father was Austrian, and her mom was Polish. Oh. So I do have that, like a German background, but also Puerto Rican as well. So I have this, it's a very, <laughs> on my father's side, so it's a mix. It's the curls, the, the lovely the curls. Cool, the curls, the curls. Yeah. Do you know where in Austria? Uh, I do not, actually. I don't. And I. That was your grandmother or your great-grandmother? My great grandfather, my grandfather. grandfather on my mom's side. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was my mom's dad. Mm-hmm. So... I have to so go yeah, back and ask. I have, I have probably to go. Vienna, I, have to I would anytime. say probably. Yeah, do I have a Vienna look yes. in my? F- <laughs> I would say so. Maybe, nice. maybe Vienna, but also if there is like a Polish, um, like other background, yeah. so it's usually, you know, Vienna is where the melting pot was, yeah. and everyone went there. But um, yeah. What about you? Where's you? You can figure that out. <laughs> I you know. Figure that out. That. I need to. I need to. Have you been to Vienna, right? I haven't been. I or haven't like been. Like rocking chair sessions where you come to get scolded. Just I haven't oh been to God. Europe at all, except other than um, Israel. I was in Israel, um, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. I toured all around Israel, but um, Vienna, no, no, wow. Austria, no. It just so. piqued my interest because I feel like when I think of like the island of Puerto Rico, it's so colorful, mm. but then your lines are so clean and I think of like European so it's like you're like this hybrid of them both and right, it's quite right. phenomenal so brutalist <laughs> I guess where the brutalist influence comes in and you know but also Miami's so rich in brutalist history as well the and architecture rich yeah yeah and the colors so, so colorful funny. Yeah. So wait, um, I read that you were actually born in New York. Is that true? I was. I was New York. I was born in Lenox Hospital, in Manhattan. New Yorkian. New Yorkian baby. <laughs> so yeah. What is that? <laughs> um, a lot is of people from Jew-Rican, the island. New, New York Jewrican. Oh, New York Jewrican. <laughs> like we have the 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 Jubins. You're like a, a, a Pajubin. I'm a like. Pajubin. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, I mean, I went to the Museo del Barrio. That's yeah. pretty close there too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a yes, lot of so. Puerto Rican artists in there. Oh, yeah. Did you? Did were you there for a while? No, not at all. Actually, I mean, I visit all the time. I'm always visiting, but I moved to. Um, my parents moved to Golden Beach when nice. I was two. Exciting. So I'm pretty much a warm fool. weather. I'm a Miamian. Yes. <laughs> not, to, not to confuse things, but definitely yeah. South Floridian weather. No, yeah. I mean, those winters are kind of. They're rough. They're rough. They're rough. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I got you know. You don't shovel snow in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. No, right? well, well, well. <laughs> no. Just saying. No That's snow so in Puerto funny. Rico. Oh my goodness! And which which of your two parents do you feel um, were more driven towards the arts, or pushed you, or allowed you? My my father for sure, and he's not he's no longer with us. He um, oh. he passed two years ago, but he was when he was younger. I mean, he's always was always very creative. He built cars when he was young, so um, designed and built built them. Oh wow! So Making I, things with his hands. Yeah, yeah, and he was always very like, you know, very mental. You know, solutions and. Yeah. Finding a way to put things together. 100%. Which is so great because I feel like you're, I wouldn't peg you as a single, singular type of artist. I feel mm -hmm. like you're a multimedia. You dabble in lots of things, both the 2D and the three-dimensional world. So I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to, to my dad, you know, that was one of the things that, like, when I was little, I just remember what sticks out in my mind is going to Flakewitz Deli in Boca. And, like, always, I would always grab the creamers and I get some knives and forks to build, like, little baby sculptures out of the. <laughs> that's, that was my, my thing, you know? So that, was, cool. that just reminds me of that memory, just talking about him. So I love that he would encourage that and not scold you. you oh, know? for sure. Like for a 50 sure. oh, first was, dates moment. Yeah, you're like, probably he was, working he with was you. shooting. He was shooting. He would, take the, he would take the toothpicks and put them in the straw and shoot them at the, at the ceiling. <laughs> so that was, like, our thing. Like, you know? He had a good was, fun time with him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He was awesome. I like that. Yeah. Um, when did you first, like, consider becoming an artist? Or was it, like, in high school? That, did you have a teacher who was kind of, like, supportive? Or when when was that I, like? I hate to be cliche and say, like, when, it, when I was young. I mean, I, but it really was something when I was, since I was little, I was always drawing and doodling in school. I wasn't paying attention so much. I was just always drawing. Mm -hmm. So... Since I was little, really, you mm. know, um, I just kind of knew. That's, it that's was never that a was question it. that you would do anything else. Mm, I mean, there was there was always there was a period of time, I guess, in my teens where I was like, you know, I wasn't sure exactly mm. what it was that I was gonna do, do, but, mm. but yeah, I mean, for sure, it's. Um, what kind of cartoons did you like growing up? Alien. I was always well. Car I my god, I loved drawing aliens so I would draw when I was little like when I'm, I'm talking like four or five years old I was obsessed with drawing aliens and UFOs it's I was always fine. that's I was making like alien comic books really strange and like drawing the crafts like spaceships and like you know so <laughs> that's but awesome was that like Star Wars inspired or definitely not or, this is or something Stargate out. or just like you in your mind just, just like me in my mind and I guess like when I was younger too I I did I had a very interesting, after my mom um, left my, my dad, she got involved with a woman who basically raised, raised me, helped raise me. Um, she was a big part of my life for six, seven years. That's amazing. And she was very out there. Sci-fi. Yeah, she was just like super cool. And we used to go to like, you know, abductee meeting, you know, like, <laughs> like at, at the bookstore at the time, there would be like, you know, abductee 
you know, that's com- amazing. You know. Yeah, so it was it was kind of cool. And I guess like crystals came in at that point. I my interest in you know minerals and crystals and you know energy collect- geometric shapes. Yeah, and- yeah, it's weird. Really, at, at such an at, at such an early age to be um, introduced to that was um, very influential. I, I forming. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I can imagine you having these little cartoon editions as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you kept those? I didn't. You know, there's so many things that I lost when I, you know, through transitions of moving. Yeah. And, you it's know, hard. I, like in, you know, adolescence of just not really, you know, thinking these things were going to really Appreciate. mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. So. Not everything's online. We don't live online. I it was just know. like the physical. Yeah, we were <laughs> real life. You know, <laughs> well, so now you funny. can archive everything through Instagram, I guess. I the kids right, are just right. like right. Which, being archived from like baby to cradle to grave, I guess. Right. But um, um, I wanted to ask you, and um, did it escape your mind? Yeah, no, it, it, fun story. I, I just envisioned you. I'm, I'm working for the PAM, and we are visiting summer camps over, you know all over the county and it's really funny when you see like some of the kids they just get the markers they get the little ske- uh, sketch pad and then right away they're doing all these figures right they're like yeah. I had a kid today naturally um, mm-hmm. just and it's just like it, mm. ca- it floats out of them and it's really interesting to see that happen you know you have like a group of people and then there's like this one kid who is just like you that's know, that's drawing my drawing and drawing favorite. and drawing and drawing, you know, and that's it's my just coming out see. of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important too. Um, like in your in when you're when you're a kid, that's your you're connected 100 to like your source. There's no yeah. stigma. Yeah. Like you're just it's uninhibited, uninhibited yeah. creativity and expression. 100. Yeah, but it's I I I don't remember ever. Um, drawing no. like you had that mean teacher that scarred you for life. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true. I had a. Yeah, I had a, but but it, I would have never like really coming up with all these figures or coming up with aliens like you're saying. That's yeah. like something. That's that like a step have, beyond, you know. That, yeah, that's like your yeah. touch. That's like a step beyond yeah. with the creativity. That's really. I think that's really really cool. Yeah, there was just also like an element too of just being very empathetic, you know, and very in tune. Um, uh, that was one thing I remember being as like when I was a kid and. I guess something that's really stands out, I guess, now to me that I just kind of started thinking about now um, was something that came from my childhood. And and that's really being so empathetic of places and spaces and architecture and and how places would affect me in a way very intensely Mm -hmm. and how I felt Mm -hmm. when I would visit certain places and certain spaces and how I sometimes feel depressed or I would feel excited or, um, you know, I mean, I guess this is part of. I guess we all kind of experienced that, but it was very like hyper sensitive. I was very hypersensitive to these things. You and know? it's twofold. It's not just the architecture, the lighting or the paint, the way a place is painted. But I mm-hmm. feel like um, since places that are physical or locations inhabit the energy of individuals, yes. I feel that that also transforms a place. 100%. Um, you could have identical places that are like cookie cut, but then they both feel differently. So I, I yeah. agree with you. I think there's something to be said about that, which you oh, yeah. also, I feel, encounter in your work because your paintings, we selected one. I, I like the, um, there was like a, a breakage. I don't, well, it's similar to what you've done in that it's in the 
uh, like the language of like the geometric lines, but you added a texture. Yeah. So that gave me a little extra feeling like, ooh, visceral. <laughs> like, it just touched me. Yeah. But I could see what you mean by the the changing the, the energy or the feeling of a, of, a, of a piece or a place. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, Maria, did you want to say? Yeah, especially when we are going to your sculptures now, I think there are they're they're very architectural as well right mm-hmm. and there but then for me there is a lot of emotion in them when you add those planes that are like colorful planes to it that really plays with the light and then right. you get the great images also like with people walking through just the light right right of course the shadows and um so when did when did that happen that you started to work? Were you 2D first or 3D? I guess that's the initial Because, question. yeah, yes. there are paintings, right? There are uh, paintings and then there are sculptures. And very, very interesting question. And, yeah, 100% was too... Um, I was 2D. I was drawing these forms um, in 2D and making mm-hmm. paintings in 2D. And then, you know, I had a, um, an exhibition um, at 11.11 with Raw. You nice. Know, mm-hmm. And... That was really kind of put what pushed me to actually break through transition to sculpture, and that's where I exhibited my first sculpture, mm-hmm. um, which I did have a lot of help with. Um, my friend Emmett Moore showed me SketchUp. At the mm-hmm. time, I was totally, you know, um, just had no idea how to transition um, from 2D to to 3D, and this program, like playing teaching myself this program mm-hmm. and really exploring it got me to really understand form in a practical sense and kind of really changed my life. You know? It takes a village, I feel. I think when yeah. you have those people that are willing to share what they know or give you advice if you're looking to go into a different area is really um, beneficial to everybody. You know? Oh, yeah. Because you blessing. can never do what he does and you do your own thing. So 100%. I like that. So, yes. so the yes. the, um, the drawing, the painting came first, and then mm-hmm. basically this program kind of changed your life in a way that you yeah. were able to build what you were imagining in the in the two D, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's all about location. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. pushes you to do something else and mm-hmm. just expand what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it was it was definitely really exciting because in my mind, what's what's so weird is you know, being very hands-on and then getting introduced to technology. And that's like the time we're in right now. We're in, you know, it's just craziness. But I guess it's all how you utilize the tools that you're given, Mm -hmm. you know. And this program really allowed me to understand form, you know, and it Mm -hmm. it was my teacher. So it kind of really allowed me to, and really quickly, you know, understand things that I, I didn't you know, but also for. experience your form that was once 2d in a three-dimensional um layout so that you could manipulate it and enjoy it in the 360 because I feel the, right. the thing the that XYZ happens with axis. 2d and a lot of people are like oh 2d whatever but it's like there's such a difficulty of making a sculptural piece be interesting 360 in every single angle that yeah. you have to think of it all around like you can't right. just be like flat done like it, it takes a little bit I mean it's not that it's extra hard but it you have to be more um, calculated in your decisions I feel it's not just right. a one face so I think when I encountered your piece it was in Lincoln Road correct yes. and uh, At like, yeah. so um yeah, it was a walk around, and there was not one side that was boring. Like, you had angles uh-huh. in every, I mean, obviously, like, the view, but also, like, the lines you created in the space, and the way it kind of captured and cut the um, landscape, um, kind of like a frame. 
wow. um, I thought was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I could tell that you, you probably did have some thought before. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to make a piece. You thought about the, the, the round, the, 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 the sculpture. So I thought right. that was yeah, really it was, great. It was definitely calculated, you know, so but yeah, that, I really appreciate that. That's you know, that sentiment was really... What were the struggles I'm glad, for no, that? I'm yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been all easy. Nice. What were the struggles jumping from 2D to 3D for you besides the program when, the, when it came to the physical? Cons- construction. Construction. Yeah, I was just yeah. wondering about that because those are metal pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I, did, have, I did have help uh, fabricating that piece. Mm-hmm. So I did not create that piece. And I think that would have been a total... That would, I don't know what it would have looked like at that point. But, <laughs> I'm but, sure you could train, but what you envisioned was still came across. Yeah, great. yeah, and it was really um, great to be part of the process of that. And um, I definitely learned a lot in that process. And now, basically, what I, you know, teaching myself construction and, and complex angles and working now with wood and cutting, and, you know, it's definitely, um, it's definitely evolved you know yeah, it's expanding and expands mm-hmm. yeah it's expansive for sure for sure so, so it was um and I, I remember that was the first raw pop-up show right was that i, I do in, not know in the garage i, I can't confirm was, or deny i think it would no it was this i believe it was the second oh, one i think it was, it was the second, second. It was the because second one. bernadette had her tongue yes. Uh, yes. slide right yes. that was I like love, a great i love that piece <laughs> I love That's that amazing. piece so much. Yeah. So, um, so from from was that like three years ago, four years oh, ago? It's, you know, it, it's been a minute. <laughs> it it's has been, been a while, it's been, right? Yeah, it's been I remember, some time. I was I didn't see it in person. I'm not sure if I was I in Miami. I think it was 17. I, I think it was 17. Yeah, 2007 oh, or 18. It might have been 18. Yeah, 17. So from from no, that time, like your, your first sculpture. 1942. <laughs> <laughs> Ages ago, but we can time travel now. We can change oh, it. We can yeah. go back and check. Um, um, too much end game for me this weekend. Um, but so from that from that moment where you had like your, you 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 know sketched your first you planned your first sculpture, you had it fabricated. Was there like um, a feeling that you wanted to learn more about the materiality of it? That you wanted oh. to be like more involved in the in the process of actually building it or yes what, for sure that's what was that being in control it, to losing control i mean uh, huge yeah yeah it was you know material is a major thing and especially now where i'm at now is something um where i'm really interested in material and and utilizing you know lighter materials and and more eco-friendly materials and i think that's a big thing a big step too for architecture right now in miami which should which really needs to be focused on, I think, um, especially with, you know, the um, what's going on, you know, especially with like sea level rise, and you know, we have yeah. to look, we have to look at a, a lot of things like that, you know, better material. Mm-hmm. So not just in in actual architecture, but in these in my sculpture, I'm trying to translate that as well. Mm-hmm. So, what materials are you using at the moment? Like you well, right said, wood. Now, and- yeah, right now, wood. Um, is what I'm working with, but I'm, I'm experimenting. I'm kind of looking into um, other things. It's like a little top secret investigation right Ooh. now. But we like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. I'm just kidding. Um, so. As you investigate, I mean, the I think there is a going back and forth because you can't just say like, well, I do sculpture now. I mean, you, you could if you mm-hmm. wanted to, but obviously you've continued painting. Can you talk about your relationship and going back and forth and what pulls you towards doing one versus the other? It's like a split paradigm, like very, um, there's no like really push or pull, but there is, there is like a, there is like a split there that's 
that's definitely a, like a separation and I'm seeing that now. Um, and what I'm working on now um, is creating paintings that are um, basically studies of the sculptures that I'm creating. Oh. So okay. you're gonna see a lot more very, you know, toned down um, linear drawings rather than, you know, like the faceted colorful um, paintings that I, I've been doing. So it's, you know. Changes are coming. Changes are coming. Embrace change, yeah. I know. Well, change is good. Um, I was yeah. curious, when did you decide to add texture? Mm. Or like, is is it cloth? I couldn't really tell. Linen, oh, I saw, yeah. yeah, I remember. I love it. Mm. I love it. Yeah, it was, well, I mean, um, the paintings that I, I was creating um, were always very flat. And for me, it was, it was something that worked well because I was, you know, creating, um, I did have like a background in mural making and yes. it was very, you know, mural making and painting, it translated into my painting and it just was very flat and I just did feel there is, I do feel there's a necessity, um, especially since the paintings that I, my drawings and these paintings that I'm, what I'm trying to convey is a little bit of a mixture of, you know, architectural facade, but there is a, there is the, a realm of mineral formation there and the textures of minerals. And when you look at, you know, a crystal under a microscope, what you're going to see is, you know, a lot of texture, mm -hmm. you know, and rough and roughness. And so I definitely wanted to, um, evolving at some point, wanted to start putting more texture into these paintings because they were too flat. And so it was, you know, it was, a, it was more of an in, internal battle in a sense, you know. You find a balance. I really, I think yeah. that it, it was, I could tell that you're experimenting, but I feel like it's a happy experimentation. Like you're yeah. enjoying it and, and it makes me want to touch it, which is the bad thing <laughs> about painting. Sometimes I feel like if it feels very textured, like you just want to, you yeah. want to reach out with your finger. <laughs> well, it's not so much. I feel, I feel it like feel. it could be way, there could be so much more texture, like especially with painting. I think texture is such a, such an important part of making paintings and, um, surface you know so these little things i mean these are small they're small steps for me you know but um but there's so much more i feel like there's so much more that i need to uh need to do you know yeah and test out because i think you know? that every texture has a different feel yeah and and sets a different mood so if it's like too chunky versus smooth versus spackly versus Spa it's funny you should say spackly because <laughs> the last few paintings <laughs> I can tell you stories about Elisa Spackling. I'm using, I'm, I'm using silicone, you know, um, nice. I'm using silicone and I'm, I have a technique that I'm using, um, a trowel, uh, yes. a tile trowel to totally. create, Teeth. yeah, to, mm -hmm. to create the, the, uh, to create more texture and what's a towel trowel? The trowels are the or ones like even when you're adding like, um, it's kind of like a spatula, but it's rectangular and you hold it with your hand oh, and you yeah, slap yeah. on the material and mm -hmm. then you kind of do it with the teeth. It creates like these grates, like these lines for tiles. Mm -hmm. yeah. For tiles. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. I use it for painting because they have like these yeah. spat, spatula, spatulas. Yeah. 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 Which when you look at it, it's kind of like Frank Stella ish. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. When you, when you create totally. these, when you create 100%. the lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. And yeah, he's definitely a major inspiration, you know, him, solo wit, you know, these are. Totally. I could see that with the linear sure. studies you're going to start doing. I was saying that in my mind. I'm like, don't sure. say it unless you offend it, but you said it yeah. yourself. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, fair game. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Are there any other artists that stood out to you that you're like, cool, I'm not copying what they're doing, but I, f- I have a feeling when I see their work? Well, you know, it's, what's really weird and what's interesting in it, I guess, you know, I, when I was doing, I wasn't familiar before I, when I was creating the works I'm creating, I wasn't, initially wasn't familiar with, with some of the, some of the works that I am now. So, you know, it's, it was interesting to find, I was like, oh no, you know, but it was also (laughs) cool to, to find, like stumble upon these things. And, um, it, it happens all the time, you know, like right now, um, some of the newer works, the newer sculptural works I'm, I'm creating, um, just stumbled upon, um, this architect, Norman Jaffe, who is very prevalent in, um, in the Hamptons. And I see a lot of similarities in his work and the work that I'm I'm doing now, which is really interesting. It's like sub I don't know subconscious or it's just like a uh, I don't know like shared consciousness. But yeah, there's there's we tap in. I think I to think it's just right about you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's really interesting. But I, f- I always feel also a little bit like finding like the family or the ancestors or like, you know, people who've been thinking in similar ways when they made art, right? right. So it's kind of like, one, I know yeah. sometimes one, I also go through this shock phase where like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not the first one doing that, you know? And <laughs> you're like, oh, should I be doing this or not? Can I still argue that this is something different, right? right. But I, th- I think on the other hand, it's also nice to see where where they came from and I think parts of what we are doing here is also to see to follow the lines you know where where do you come from and where is like where is that artwork like coming out you know what what is like the history behind that work you know so I think I think it has both right it has sometimes I know it has this like oh shoot you know (laughs) someone did that already but it's like I don't know not I don't think that two artists can't really be completely like doing the same thing you know maybe right. there's a similar concept but not just as an artist but as a human you're like wow there's somebody who thinks or feels like me or who came and, and came years like many many before years I was before yeah. born yeah right. and doesn't exist anymore right. like yeah. Samu Naguchi was someone else who at one point I was like whoa this me and this guy are like totally on the same wavelength here like mm-hmm. it's really wild I'm really um, really stoked on his work you're like am I him reincarnated I swear to you that that was a thought (laughs) that was a thought I literally I checked checked the year he died and like when I was born in New York and it was like right around the same time so I was like oh my (laughs) and he died in New York and I was like okay this is unfinished business yeah chose chose I gotta do this I gotta do this again That's so funny. Who are you reincarnated? I don't know who I would be. I feel like... I don't know. I'm too weird. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm lots of little people. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Too weird doesn't exist. But I was curious. When was your first, like, aha, your first big exhibit or big break? Like, when did you first I don't be feel like... That, I don't feel like that's happened yet. Like, I, what? I, I mean, yeah. you're, like, for exhibiting in a group show or a solo show, like, your first chance to show your work to everybody else. For I, I kind of I was really stoked on the on the on the raw um, exhibition, um, but also my my buddy Gustavo Oviedo um, put together a show from Eden uh, to Sahara. And, yes, and I saw that one. And I felt that was it was a really cool group exhibit. You know, yeah. and I was you know amongst friends. That was in Haiti, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember that was a great show. Yeah, yeah I had I had two paintings in there, and mm-hmm. and and it was just good to be part of like you know it was like all the. All my friends were there, you know. So Nicole Salcedo was, was in yes, that show with yes, a, with and a, Jeff, Jeff and Allison. You know, nice mm-hmm, and easy. Nice and easy. Were and in there. Every, I mean, there was a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of um, a lot of 
comrades there, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of good friends, and it was comfortable, and it was fun, and mm-hmm. that was exciting for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like that. I remember from yeah. your website that it says also, like, um, self-taught, um, and I, w- I wanted to ask to, uh, you about that. Um, mm-hmm. Since I know a little bit more now, it's kind of like, so you already had this feeling of, like, you know, working as an artist, like, since you're a kid, basically. But um, when was the decision that you were, like, um, saying, like, no, I'm not going to go to art school? You know, that's not for me. Or did you go and then it was, like, horrible? Or um, how did that come about? Um, I, I guess I guess it was not even a thought. It was just something that was more um, intuitive and, mm. you know, my my interests kind of got the best of me, you know, and I, mm. a lot of studying and a lot of just experimentation, you mm. know, um, I was never like, you know, some, I was never recommended or never had the idea to go to art school or to be taught something, you mm. know, just, I, in general, I didn't do so great in school. Mm-hmm. You know, I never paid attention. I was very, you know, I was always drawing and doodling Doodling and, and not, yeah, drawing, drawing alien abductions and, you know, it's like, you know, so, I, I was just never big on being taught. I always had in mentorship. That way, I've had, right. Yeah, I've always like yeah, and you know, like in an institutional way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always had mentorship and believed in mentorship. And mm-hmm. um, fortunately, had always was surrounded by friends that were very talented, mm-hmm. and um, learned a lot through my friends and experience of others. And that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. Yeah, I was I was wondering how that how that came about because I feel like a lot of artists, for example, we were just talking about this like not too long ago, especially as women artists, you know, you feel like, yeah, you need to have like a PhD or you have to you have to have like more and more titles yes. to be taken seriously, yeah. right? Yeah. Was that for you ever that you felt that that was like a uh, something that, you know, um you felt like, oh man, I should have gotten that, or or was it never even a question for you? For me, it's not a question at all. Mm-hmm. I don't regret, I don't have any kind of regret um, and a desire or a need to to achieve those things. Um, but these are, these are definitely topics that have come up amongst peers. You know, we talk about this all the time, you know. Um, Your work speaks for itself. Especially because there's so many young kids. I mean, uh, so many young kids are getting themselves into a lot of debt and hardships. You know, especially as artists. So I think it's, um, and and we, we, I think we need also to have like these, you know, role models that say like, well, you you, you, you (laughs) can actually not go to art school and be a successful artist, you know? So it's kind of like important to hear those stories too. Because I feel like we are being drilled to like more education and more education, more education, right? So Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, unfortunately there there is a a stigma, you know, Mm -hmm. and there tends to be trends as well, Mm -hmm. you know, topics and, you know, Mm -hmm. things that, that, you know, if you're not doing this or if you're not this type of way, then you're, you know, not going to be successful. Yeah. It's, you know, those are more constraints and confinements that are really hard, um, hard upon like creatives. And mm-hmm. I think that really um, hurts the growth, creative growth and stunts creative growth. Mm-hmm. I want to ask the fun question. So we've had people from all walks of life who have like delivered pizzas or <laughs> um, dro- driven grocery trucks or like just random jobs <laughs> to just 
make ends meet. What kind of jobs did you take on well, um, I, from high school till now that yeah. has helped you know pay for your art supplies and stuff like that before commissions and stuff started? So I actually dropped out of high school, believe it or not, mm-hmm. when I in the last year um, I did get my GED, um, but I dropped out to start a business. Nice and. I, the funniest thing, I started an airbrush business, believe it or not. So back, this is like, you know, doing bar mitzvahs and special events. And then I was doing, you know, all sorts of stuff. Very, such a far cry from, you know, the element and where I'm, where I am today. But, you know, yeah, these were like the humble beginnings. And it was very like entrepreneurially, uh, entrepreneurially um, inspired. And, and I, I, I never really worked for somebody else, I always wanted to kind of create be your my, own boss. Be my own boss. I couldn't. I was. I guess I'm just like a, an Aquarius is Aquarius, a very a super rebel. I never, you know, I, with school with this, you know, I sound like I'm such a, you know, a delinquent over here. <laughs> but you know, it's it just something I I wasn't interested in, and I always mm-hmm. felt that I would make my make my way. And then since then, there's just um, other other business ventures that I've been involved in, and um, yeah. So that's carved your own path. Yeah. Has yeah. it been easy? No. No, not that. Nothing's easy. Nothing that is worth anything is easy. And it, I believe that too. You know, and that's something to embrace. You know, embracing yeah. failure, all those little little things along the way, ups and downs. It's part of like the equilibrium and the balance of life in mm-hmm. general. You know, so. I like that. Yeah. How did you go about finding like these mentors that were really important? Was that just something that naturally came about with like the friends that you hang out with? Your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. You know? So yeah, like I, I, you know, I, or was there an email that you wrote, Mister So and So? Can you please teach me? What's this? really or? funny because I'm not going to say names because I, you know, I don't know how they would feel about me saying that. But mm-hmm. I did my my journey. Also had I had an early journey in in writing and writing culture, which was when I say writing culture, I say graf- graffiti. I come mm-hmm. from a graffiti background mm-hmm. initially. So a lot of my peers now, um, successful artists, are were come from that background. Mm-hmm. And a, long, a lot of long time, like old friends, you know, that's, I was surrounded by talent, talent, you know. So. And we have a lot of talent in Miami. Yeah, yes. Especially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Miami's, mm-hmm. Miami's flooded. Mm-hmm. The floodgates have opened mm-hmm. with so mm-hmm. much talent. And, and they've moved awesome to Hollywood people. and Fort Lauderdale as well, if, if they haven't <laughs> been there already. I mean, Miami's getting pricey, so we yeah. do have a lot of people that used to live here and they've flown up or on other places so yeah yeah, yeah. What, what landed you in Fort Lauderdale uh, well originally from when I was little um, moving from Golden Beach to Boca then from Boca to Deerfield like Pompano area mm-hmm. and that's kind of you know moving back to Coral Gables like I'm fast forwarding you know and rewinding but I just always I, I purchased a house not too long ago Yay, in Fort Lauderdale thank you very much um in Fort Lauderdale and that's just kind of oh, I, no. there's a sep- there's a separation I guess like that is really nice because it is very quiet uh I do miss I, I do miss the sense of community and yeah. noise. you know and like for example <laughs> like I would like to, to be able to knock on the door in the studio and say hey guys <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. you know it's you know having solitude is um 
is nice and it's also like a big Good part of working yeah. yeah 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 hence why i was telling you earlier i keep my phone on airplane mode on top of that so i'm like really i'm really in like outer space You're inaccessible <laughs> which is true but it makes so much you. sense now that your phone is on airplane mode <laughs> it's on right now nobody's getting through i'm locked in very very into the present moment you know and um so, so you have your studio you were you're able to move your studio in your house as well so yes. it's like oh that's nice. wonderful yeah, yeah. Have, um a re really cool florida room like it's essentially a florida room um lots of light which before i was working i created a studio in my garage i created you know, like gallery lighting and had ac in there but there was no light and light i feel like we're like plants we need light we need to i, I need light makes I mean, like, you happy yes yeah. and like i would be in i would be in the studio and i would be working and have this sense of um like i'm missing out on something and i don't i didn't know what it was but i guess because it was so beautiful out and it was so dark in the garage and it just like you know fluorescent lighting is very toxic um but now having you know you know i'm like on a on a lake and i have like you know trees oh, and green lovely. and light it's like it's that's like all nature I need. it's like happy yeah it's not as it's not as big of a studio as i would you know essentially but it's 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 what i need and it's perfect for for right now yeah and i'm very grateful to have, have that and we have been interviewing artists a couple of artists who really appreciate that about hollywood and for lauderdale that there's more greenery that it's quieter that they have some of them have like much bigger studios Huge. up there because yeah. it's just more affordable and I feel like there is an art scene also more and more evolving around Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood mm -hmm. right yeah definitely it's mm -hmm. it's growing you know just like I think like everything is right now like there were there's a lot of growth mm -hmm. right now in general just in South Florida in general but mm -hmm. um a lot of overdevelopment in my yeah. for my personal taste and um that's something that I think is a very big topic for me um, in Miami is mm -hmm. a lot of the history and, um, you know, the rich architectural history is starting to disappear. I know, it makes me yeah. so sad. You know, it's, yeah. Bernard it's, and I just posted something, our friend in, in Brickell, I believe there was this house that looked like a red the, the pyramid. Babylon, the, the Babylon. The Babylon, so right? That's, yeah, that was Architectonica's, like, first major yeah. project, aside from the pink house. And, um, yeah, that's such a beautiful building. And, and so strange, like so. I love so that. Extra, that's right? we, that's so what these, these things, along with like deco, tropical modernism, and a lot of brutalist architecture. I mean, uh, you know, these things are what um, really essentially built Miami's, you know, uh, identity. identity. I think initial, yeah. sure. initial aesthetic, and I feel like um, mm -hmm. the lack of preservation of that is pretty sad. And I wish that even the people that are creating now, some people do it on the beach where they are like, "Oh, I tore this down, but I will give this a Art Deco flavor." And I wish that in Miami we had some kind of consensus. Obviously, we want innovation, like that beautiful um, Hadid building. You know, that's yeah. oh, whoa, yes, exactly. Amazing. Right? There's I, a it has there's to be thought. Line. You yeah. know, like even when you go to like um, not Midtown, but over here in the like design district. I want to see design and architecture that has not just um, functionality, yes, but beauty. Exactly. Like, I want them both to coincide, and I also want an eco element. So I, I want yes. the three of those to cohabitate to be like a holy trinity because it doesn't have to be ugly. Like make make design with thought. You yeah. know, we need living architecture. You know, ready. right? Like it has <laughs> yeah. to be pretty. Um, at least for yeah. me, I think it should be. You know? Yeah. No. For like, for example, like Faina Forum. Love that building. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, you know, the Frost Science Museum's great. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, just, you know, 
places and, and do you think you would have considered architecture is that like a venue you would have gone towards oh, maybe now yes, looking back now that I yeah now going thinking in retrospect yeah for sure um but I'm 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 hoping to accomplish that, you know, because uh, cool. I'm that's something one of the things that I am, you know, s- like self-studying. I'm I'm doing a lot of investigation and to you know code architectural code, especially here in Florida, like architectural code in Florida, and doing a lot of um, teaching myself a lot of things. So I you know whether or not that that has any merit, but I can, I can <laughs> see you going into the public arts more and more, right? Yes, like yeah. there, yes, yes. Um, there are calls out right now you, you probably know about. Yeah. I think it's like the airport, the FedEx, and Bombardier. You know, I could the, the totally... Tr- I think that there's a bus station too. Mm, so I could a, totally see your artwork in uh, there. Like, thank you. What's the um, largest mural you've done? Oof. Um, I would probably say it was the mural that I did... This was really a really long time ago at Jose de Diego Middle School. Nice, right yes. across the street. It's right across yes, the street, yeah. that that was three stories. And, and now you're here, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, directly across the street. So yeah, energy patterns. I'm like back, right now back. back. To, Is that bureau still up? It's still there. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's still there. And it was really, it was really exciting to be part of that project and to see the kids, you know, um, just react to all the murals that went up. So so exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. They they genuinely were just so stoked you know to have to have those murals done in there mm-hmm. you know it shows so. what art does you know i think yeah. um when you're in a building that has no life whatsoever um no color or a sense of like spark and then you have all these muralists and you're in middle mm-hmm. school so you're kind of like that teenage angst kind of period and you have like these cool artists and writers yeah. come and they make yeah. these amazing murals yeah i mean totally cool yeah and, to, and on top of that she's just like it's beige or brown like everything's painted br- like you go to Broward if you go to Broward you, you cross the border and you're the like tans. you know you're in Broward because <sighs> everything is just brown beige neutral there's not neutral. that much color yeah anymore. exactly yeah. so that's versus you know, that's the beige I, is like the pastels right exactly yeah. exactly but I colors. really, Little I really Havana. like that about Miami. You know that I don't, I don't think that in Austria we have that many school buildings because they are usually public buildings that would like ask street artists to put like their murals up. It's kind of like yeah. no, it's a public building. You can't do that, right? You know, right. It's like, and I think that is really, that is really something that's really exciting in Miami that oh, brings sure. so much, also joy to the children, but also just like inspiration for them too. Right. right? That's why we need to preserve that. For yeah. sure, there needs to be some sort of preservation. You know, all about change, all about growth, all about expansion. Um, but definitely some some preservation. Yeah, you can't wipe away the history. Right. And right. how does that work exactly? With with like, for example, your murals. Uh, do they? Like I was, I was almost surprised that you said, "Yeah, yeah they are still up." But this school last? is doing a really good job what at kind it, of right? Material? Otherwise, yeah. it's just like, "Well, there's the next layer, and there's the next layer, right?" Right. right. Well, in how does pa- it work with that school? Hmm. Well, in that particular case, I mean, that's in the school. I don't think they were like recycling the murals, which a lot of the time you'll see in like you know different parts of my like Winwood and stuff like that. But that was a specific specifically for for the school and to raise like you know way uh, raise money for for the kids to have a. Um, have an art teacher mm-hmm. you know and an art program mm-hmm. i should say in the school mm-hmm. so so they are going to keep they are going to keep them up right I, yeah they're, they're going to preserve hope so. them i hope, I they, hope they seal them with something yeah 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 they were i believe they were sealed actually mm-hmm. i hope so mm-hmm. you know yeah but go and ask hey did you see my work <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Because we have this beautiful mural, Purvis Young mural at the bakehouse, and it's just flaking off the wall now. We need it's the like, preservationists yeah. to come and check that out because it needs yeah. to be saved. If anyone sure. knows someone, please send them towards <laughs> the bakehouse. Yes. Yeah, because you have an original mm-hmm. Purvis Young out, to, out out front. Um, I wanted oh, to ask you in terms have, of that, the, it's going to be gone tomorrow. Right? No, <laughs> no stop. No, that. that would be People horrible. Gonna come <laughs> they come hammer shipping. the wall off, Jeez. right? Oh my gosh. Uh, the progression of your work. Um, from painting, well, drawing, first drawing aliens and spaceships, <laughs> to, street to, to street art, being a writer, to painting, to doing sculptures, um, to secret, top secret experimentation that we <laughs> cannot know about. Would you see yourself also going into, like, I think I only mentioned this for one other artist, do you feel you could go into, like, the, the 3D slash um, super, what's it called, the... The, when you put the little helmet virtual with the virtual, virtual world augmented reality no, no that's not my thing that's I'm, not I'm actually like super I, I don't know I, I that's a weird a touchy subject for me because I'm like so like I feel so I, I'm so like just like real pro you want physical pro life like real life touching smelling taste like I, I okay you know that's you know, the kind of experience the AI stuff is you know it's evolving and it's evolving very quickly um, and it's an interesting topic um, but for me you know I for instance my room is like a jungle so I live I bring nature to me <laughs> I'm like into into that so I, you're like there is that a bed it's surrounded by plants yeah. you're like I don't know if that's yeah. a bed or not is there it's a funny. bed in there <laughs> is there a bed in those plants yeah that's, and, and crystals too it's so, funny yeah. yeah so talking about crystals have you ever made a trip out west to delve into the crystals out west out as far as like in the like like you know Arizona, New Mexico, New Mexico. Yeah, I, I, like have you made a trip out there because no, I can see that I think no. there's probably a residency yeah, like, Taos, there like Taos is somewhere I want to go to Taos I'm really interested in Taos I hear the like the the soil is just rich in in, in stones like all different types of stones you could just pick them right out of the dirt oh that's you know? cool but yeah that's something that's on my agenda it hasn't happened yet but I'm excited to embark on that journey you know I love that how about Roswell <laughs> well <laughs> that's funny you should say that is funny. funny right drawing drawing all sorts of crafts I guess I should have been you know working in uh, top secret facilities right you know? <laughs> I wanted to ask you mentioned the only place you've been to originally abroad was Israel how did the architecture and the like kind of like linear designs and drawings that you saw out there how did that hit oh, you and affect you it's really nice um really nice there's a lot of um progressive architecture going on a lot of new really interesting um interesting buildings and you tel know aviv especially. T- yeah tel aviv for sure the um yeah uh, i'm trying to think the uh i'm trying to think of the place that i went I don't know why it's not hitting me right now. Because um, I'm asking for it. That's why. It'll come back as soon as yeah. we're done. Did you do any writing or painting when you were out there? Or was it more like vacation and exploration? And It was more of um, exploration. Yeah. And just really um, tuning into soaking up that energy is so amazing there. And I see kind of why what you know the land there is. So it's really it's unique. The, the way the sun is there everything it just is you know I came back I felt like I was like you know I was in the fountain of youth or something like I mm-hmm. had this like glow for for like the following two years <laughs> like I, I brought back a uh, a rock from um 
from where was I? In the Negev, the Negev Desert. I brought mm-hmm. back this rock and I have it like in my studio and I feel like it's still like charging up my studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exuding yeah. energy. Exuding that beautiful, uh, yeah, Middle East energy. It's really nice. It's really nice. That's cool. Yeah. What's your rock collection? Because now that you mentioned a rock <laughs> and you mentioned crystals before, I'm like, you, do, do you have a rock polisher or do you just like have a bunch of? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of raw stones. No, I, I love, I love, 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 love stones. That, that was the initial um, spark of my work. That was like the initial spark um, was mineral formation and architecture. I blended these two things. I saw like, I saw like, um, certain crystals that I would look at uh, would remind me of, of architectural models, you know, in a sense, maybe from the future or the past and all that stuff. <laughs> so um, I do have a large stone collection, yes. Do you have a favorite? I is have, it your birth stone? I'm just <laughs> it is, it's, an, it's amethyst actually, no. But no, really, I do have, I have like this amethyst geo that's a prized piece for me, yeah. It's next it's to my purple, bed. right? It's purple. purple. Yes, yes. Which you use a lot of in your artwork. Yeah, yeah, and and I draw back to aliens as well, like the purple in space and. Oh yeah, yeah. Purple is a really um, an interesting color. It's, it's significant. It's hybrid. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, very powerful. That's cool. Okay, yeah, Maria has a final question, but before she sure. does that, do you have any upcoming exhibits or projects you can share that are not top secret with us? Uh, nothing that I would really, you know, mention right now. I'm actually just in a in a place, a lovely place, where, as we were talking about earlier. It just feels so good to just work and with no expectations nice. or no pressure. Just know, make just making work and um, delving into delving into that. You know. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. So. Final question: You've been sitting in a magical rocking chair. It is. A, it, I feel it. I, right? I feel like I. The energy is charged with 110 <laughs> I mean, artists who've been suffering in there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to contribute to that energy. Uh, it, it grants you three wishes. You can wish for anything and everything, but you have to say it out loud for it to come true. Ah, uh, well. What are your three wishes? Hmm. Are these realistic wishes? Or are these Whatever anything? Anything. Mm. It's a, it's it does a not have to be realistic. Genie in a bottle That's situation. Not a no, anything. You can wish for anything. Huh. That's a that's an interesting thing. I'm gonna need to meditate on that. Okay. Because Do I don't want to put you know. You have thirty sec- seconds to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Maria. No, no pressure, pressure at all. <laughs> hmm. Stones become really beautiful under pressure, actually. They do. <laughs> like the coals and the Sometimes diamonds. pressure helps. Under pressure. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about synchronicity, baby. What? <laughs> I can't Are we starting, a, we're starting a band over here? Yes. Is that what's happening? That's, oh, like, that's what's really happening right now. It could be called the amethyst. It's the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got a name already. Amethyst, Oh, yes. I played the accordion. What's your, what's your sign, by the way? What is um, your... I'm a Libra. Okay, Libra, Libra, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we get along with everybody. Early. Yes, yes, indeed. No indeed. three wishes? Not right now. There's a lot. I have way more than three wishes, and I don't want to... You don't want to chase it. I don't want to limit them, but there's, there's, they're good things. There's really good things. We respect that. 100%. So, starting a a band is one way. Starting (laughs) a band. Um, We're grateful, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Thank you, Derek, for coming down. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next week with another Rocking Chair Sessions, volume 112.
Already. Yes. Bye, everybody. Here Bye, we guys. go. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>